0: South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail, or even the post office operating even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop. Welcome to the new Soweto Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabot. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. It's a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live, and I'm your host, Rams Mabote. And I do sound strange today. It's okay. You'll still hear me. There are two events in the entire history of the world that put Poland in the map. One was when an unknown guy from there was elected leader of the Catholic Church. He was to be called Pope John Paul II. The second event was when he died. Until last week, when we decided to put that nation back into the news, a South African Airways charter flight en route to Ukraine and Russia stopped over in Warsaw last Wednesday. Poland saw red. They remembered when the Germans were also passing by in 1939, but instead, invaded them. Exactly 16 days later, on 17 September 1939, the Russians also stopped by and invaded another part of Poland. Since then, Poland has never been the same. No one invaded them, and they did nothing else again to be remembered for. Until last Wednesday, as I said, when we stopped by with a plane carrying a crew of 120-odd passengers of journalists, members of the Presidential Protection Service and some SAPS officials. Our delegation was part of President Cyril Ramaphosa's peace mission in Ukraine and Russia. Poland would have none of that. First, it was the Nazis, then the Reds. They were not going to get the third time unlucky with the blacks. As soon as our guys had landed in Warsaw, after circling over Italy for an hour or so, Poland refused all the passengers to disembark, not for one hour, not for three, for 26 hours. The details of this mess are all over. We are told there was no flight plan to fly over Italy. The protection service personnel presented photocopies of their permits and those of the weapons they were carrying. And then there were passengers in the aircraft who the Polish authorities were not aware of, the list goes on. What is for sure is that this was a joyride that caused South Africa much embarrassment as well as a few million rand. When they finally allowed to disembark, more than a day later, the journalists and the security detail were transferred to their hotel where they got productive. They were supposed to be protecting the president both in Ukraine on the first leg of those peace talks on Friday and also in St. Petersburg uh, on the second leg of those peace talks in Russia. But essentially, they were at the hotel playing pool table uh, with us, uh, of course, as we had to report ourselves on both those missions, uh, both the first leg and the second leg, uh, all the way in Poland, not actually uh, where all the heat and uh, the actual talks were happening. Well, those are the words of ENCA's Avium Taylor who was part of the journalists stuck in Poland. I have never been confused by a story like this one. So I called on a friend to help me understand what I'm clearly missing here. A former premier of gauteng and a current political troll on Twitter, Mbazima Shiloh, joins me to have a chat about this circus. I had asked my colleague Amanda Koza from the Sunday Times, who was also in this ill-fated trip, to join us. She couldn't. She's getting married, you see. Who can blame her? After such an experience, marriage should be a Sunday school picnic. So I'm sure she'll manage marriage. So, Dunongul, good to have you again. How
1: are you? No, thank you very much, Rams. I'm very well, thank you.
0: Yeah, I know you're not as well as you should be, like me, but I know we're going to cope with this one. What happened in Poland, in your knowledge of things? You know everything.
1: No, I don't know everything. And I think it's really a pity because... Uh, we are talking about a mission to Poland instead sort of really a mission to Ukraine and to um to russia via via Poland because yeah uh, in reality, this was more like a a second plane uh, so to speak, in that um it's a plane that was supposed to have arrived in Warsaw long before President Ramaphosa and his entourage arrived. That yeah, yeah. they would have been on either on the same train with Ramaphosa, and some of them, his uh, protectors at least, would have been in um, Ukraine long before he arrived. But lo and behold, uh, our guys were not able to be with the president. Secondly, they couldn't even record firsthand both the discussions that are there, and instead of anything that really had to do with that peace machine. We're now discussing what became a sideshow. It's not a sideshow in the sense that to an extent that uh, permits were not ready, that uh, it left later than it was supposed to be, and that we did not have the necessary requirements for the lending. It just means shows how shambolic some of the organization uh, can be. But I just hope that it does not, um, you know, overshadow that, uh, you know, moment of brilliance that the president had with Zelensky and with uh, Putin.
0: Were were we by any chance transporting the final consignment that could not fit into Lady R that was here a few weeks ago?
1: No, no, no. I definitely know that uh, if we were doing that, uh, that would be really the most—I uh, don't know if there's such an English word—stupidest thing that I would ever have seen anybody uh, anybody do. No, I don't think we were. I think those guys really uh, believed that they needed to have security in place for the president. But why they thought they could just rock up there without proper permits, I don't know. And of course, you know, you've got to work on the basis that countries that think you are hostile to their um, uh, you know, uh, friend, like in this case, Poland would definitely look at us as uh, an enemy uh, because of what they think uh, we do, citing with uh, Russia. It, the facts don't have to be there. I mean, perception sometimes is um, stronger than, uh, yeah. than the reality. Uh, so I think we should have known that, look, we are going into hostile territory. We need to ensure that everything is in place. We should have known that the government that is in place there is, for all intents and purposes, the most right-wing uh, uh, party you can find in um, in Europe. That therefore there was going to be to be trouble, and you just try by all means to ensure that you have all your all your papers. So that's really the the problem. But I don't think we're exporting any, um, any armaments, at least for sale.
0: <laughs> and we can also be comfortable that there was no palapala pala dollars or illicit Angola cattle in, the, in that consignment. Uh, that should be very yeah, we important. We didn't
1: know where <laughs> Rode is concerned <laughs> and the president, but that may be a subject for another day.
0: You know, I, I, I'm, I don't understand. A few years ago, half of India landed at, at Waterkloof, the same airport where our plane took off to go to... Poland. No one was arrested, no female were undressed. Instead, we escorted these passengers to our most luxurious uh, resort, Sun City, where some of our most esteemed politicians, like Mzoane were drumming up for our guests. Couldn't the Polish do the same for us? I mean, like, take care of us and take us to Ukraine peacefully?
1: No, but I think that uh, most countries take very seriously their own uh, security their own borders, their own, uh, their own laws. Uh, and that's why it was important that we try and do everything by the book. Uh, of course, they could have, uh, to an extent that these papers were all, say, in somewhere in, um, in Poland with our embassy, they could have been able to say, okay, you journalists, you've got all your papers in place. We know that you, you, you don't have another Thing to take you over to to Kiev, but we can take you through to where the the train is is, is landing because your papers are in uh, mm. in place. Yeah, instead of treating everybody as like everyone, I mean, each one were there as an individual. You could have treated the security personnel as one grouping and treated the uh, journalists on a, as a different uh, grouping. So that's really something they would have done. But with regard to the others. They should simply have said, look, why don't you go to your offices, get those original documents, bring them in, and then let's move forward. But in terms of following the law, it never happens. You know, you know, one of our ministers once uh, had to charter a 300,000 plane because in a country where she was, they wanted to search her bag. (laughs) And she said, no, I'm a minister. They never search. And here they said, we search even the president.
0: May his soul rest in peace. Now I know a lot of our soldiers are bored in the barracks. You know we're not an active country in that space, I and mean, I don't even know whether are these presidential uh, protective service are they are the people.
1: There is a combination of uh, some who are in the in the army. There are some who are in the uh, in the police. That's why they are more like your tactical. Uh, no, these guys. Um, they are fit guys, so the issue of them and the weapons and their ability, that would not have been an issue. It's just simply that uh, organizing should have been left, one, to military intelligence, two, to DERCO, and whoever was working on this thing, instead of um, leaving it to the, to the police. You know, I know that, um, what is the guy, uh, pork shops it's not the best of our um, loved uh, minister of police. But I remember he even said that, look, he does not think the organization had gone very, very well. So I know that we need to blame the Polish, but if our own minister of police say that he does not think we did things by the book, that even he would have uh, sent us uh, back if that was really the situation, we've got to take him at his word.
0: Yeah, our minister of police. But... Do we know if the other presidents from other countries, because this was a mission of joint African countries, were they also accompanied by a detailed security like we we were supposed to?
1: That's why I'm saying that uh, I think one of the issues is that you've got a mission uh, overshadowed by a sideshow plane. Um, I've got no doubt that, uh, like President Ramaphosa had, his uh, security detail that was with uh, with him, and maybe a few that may have gone even earlier on under undercover. The rest of the delegation also had similar ones. But it may have been agreed that because you've got a plane, you've got a better consignment, and you will be able to get your people there on time, why don't we, for purposes of uh, spreading the risk, why don't you bring your own people over there? So I don't think these people were all out there to protect um, President uh, Ramaphosa. I think they were there to protect the entirety of the of the mission. But no, uh, they did not all bring the same uh, grouping. But I've got no doubt that if saying uh, the president of Egypt was going, Egypt would definitely have taken a plain load of soldiers there as well.
0: Hmm. You know, f- from where I sit, I think landing up in a place called Warsaw was rather ominous. I mean, just the name Warsaw. Well, it should
1: be, it should be a land of peace. I know you said that it's known only for, for the, for the uh, pope. Catholic Pope. <laughs> but remember, this is where also the Warsaw Pact yeah. was uh, signed. So there is something to do with the uh, peace that they should know about. For me, the only thing is that, you know, these guys were sitting there with President Ramaphos, I mean, the Polish uh, president, feting him saying you're welcome, and then getting their people to take him and his entrance over to the, uh, to, the, to the train. Yet when his other people arrived, they didn't say, well, we know these guys are here. Let's just see which ones can be helped. And we, we get them over there quickly and detain wherever we thought does not have the necessary uh, papers.
0: Was the mission as successful as the uh, president says?
1: Well, I think it is difficult to assess a peace mission just on a, a visit. And I'll tell you why. You know, if you take our own situations, there was something called the Eminent Persons Group of, of America that came yes. here with uh, Obasanjo. They had a meeting with P.W. Botha. They went to Robben Island to have a meeting with uh, Mandela. They met with a few of us from the UDF and then left. When they came back for what they thought would now be a real meeting, uh, and on the night when they arrived, um, P.W. Porter sent his uh, planes to Zambia, uh, Botswana, and uh, Zimbabwe to what he said were ANC bases. And then that meeting was aborted. But... Various meetings continue to take place. So a peace machine, you may... So I would see this one as exploratory, to just try and get everyone to understand, is there a willingness to talk? And I think both sides do want to talk, but I think they're waiting for the time when they can talk, when they have a better angle. For the Ukraine, it's when they think they have uh, Russia on the ropes, for Russia, It will be when they think, look, everything that we want on the side of Ukraine, we have, except maybe for that stand here, that stand there.
0: Should the president be embarrassed? Is he embarrassed by this? Well,
1: I don't think uh, he is embarrassed. I think the president is beyond uh, embarrassment and shock. The president can get shocked even when there's no electricity. So I don't think it is that level. I think that the government, though, should be uh, embarrassed. And I think what we have tended to do is to focus only on what Poland could have done instead of really the real issue. One, did we need this number of people? Assuming we did, did we have the proper papers? If we didn't have the proper papers, why didn't we have the proper uh, papers? Then we are able to say, look, we had all the papers. These guys were just being uh, who they are. Right wing, racist, anti-communist, anything you want to call them, because we've got all our things uh, on the road. So I think both Beko, the minister of uh, police and the, and the army, should really be, be embarrassed. And if it was not in South Africa, someone would already have taken the fall. But this being South Africa, you won't even find a fall guy. Should we care? We should care in the sense that these are our resources because it means that even when really great work had to be done, like this thing of uh, seeing if we can assist in terms of peace, everything get overshadowed by something that had nothing to do with that particular mission. So we should be caring because now the discussion would have been, okay, this is the 14-point plan that they set. What did Zelensky have to say about it? And did they really expect him to simply lie dead there? I mean, Zelensky is going to say to anyone that comes in there, guys, we have been invaded. You're saying we must not uh, respond. We have to respond. And then, of course, they went to Putin, who gave them a a lecture and all of those. But at least, you know, we should be saying, "Okay, have seeds been planted? And I think, It may be that we don't see it. This is one mission, but you know, I've got no doubt that um, the rest of the various uh, governments, US, UK, European Union, China, all of them have now been asking for a briefing that, okay, we know this is what publicly was said, but were there any other issues that you think we need to look at and polish and ensure that we move forward.
0: You know, I have not spoken to any of the journalists who were on this trip, but just based on my experience when I was a practicing journalist, I I would have been disappointed, not so much for not meeting President Zelensky and Putin, uh, you know, respectively, but because... I know on such junkets, man, a lot of unprintable fun takes place and away from the cameras. and And I think that my colleagues were denied this. Do, do you think they could punish the president uh, for this, so that going forward they would, they would not portray him as a positive guy because they, he denied them fun?
1: No, no, no. I think that uh, they they should be focusing it not on the president. The only thing that the president should do to atone for. What his government would have done is uh, at least give these very same guys the press conference that they would have had. You know, they flew all. That's the not way.
0: enough. Why, why? Another trip would be good. I mean, even if it's for a weekend. Well,
1: once beaten, twice shy. I don't think that. I think next time it is said they are going back there, most generals are going to say we're going to fly ourselves to Warsaw. We will ensure we get into the train. We will meet you there just ensure that our names are included there. I I think this is the last of a junket that uh, uh, the president and his people are going to. And I think really from a PR point of view, that's why it's such a disaster. Because imagine, I think the reason why the presidency wanted the media there, forget about their security detail, was so that they could say, you see, we have nothing to hide. This is what we told Putin. This is what we told Zelensky. You were there when, uh, when he responded. And I think some of the people who may have been thinking, you know, this Ramaphosa guy is always just up there sucking to Putin, they would have been able to say, but, but at least, mm. you yeah. know, even though they would also be able to say, well, Putin buttered in and all of that, that, but they would have put it down to maybe, put it being who he is, not used to anybody saying anything to him, you know, what we call his relac. But so I think it was a really a missed opportunity for propaganda. I know that propaganda is now a swear word. But you know that in the past, departments of information used to be known as propaganda. Well
0: I, I know propaganda in this rightful definition is political persuasion. That's all it is. It's that's just, point, but but I I mean I hear you. But to me, it sounds a bit that the president is schizophrenic, that he would take these journalists to open up on what he's doing in in Eastern Europe, but he never takes them into confidence. He never speaks to them. There's never press conferences here. That, that's so schizophrenic.
1: It is so schizophrenic. But it also tells you that uh, there were two sets of people that were organizing this thing: the people who are organizing this machine would have felt that, look, you know, in a country in which there is just load shading everywhere, he's being lampooned by everybody, what about, uh, we can't ask for sunshine journalism from this South African media, but let's let's show them a different side of the president where he feels comfortable being in command in a world stage in which he's not discussing mundane issues of um megawatts and kilowatts you know <laughs> in which he's discussing heavy matters of state this is the guy who was able to help you know shape the the irish uh, agreement mm. so these are things that uh, he knows and he thought you know what even if my government may be in shambles at home who knows what we can be able to show you know that there was um South Africa is the founder member of the League of Nations. Yeah. And that... Um,
0: With Jan Smart, I think. Eh? Was,
1: yes. Yeah. But General Smart was fitted out there in the world. And he came back here, home, and he and lost, lost the election.
0: election. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think you're telling us something about 2024. But, but, you know, again, speaking for my my tribe, I think they must they must soothe for some compensation for trauma. I mean, what they, what they went through in that airplane for 26 hours is completely wrong. I would sue, I would need some I, money to come I, my I, way.
1: I, I, I don't think they should sue, but I would agree if, for instance, they were to say to him, a case of Epicurean itch, white and red, <laughs> because then at least, you know,
0: uh,
1: we will be able to get something out of it. But no, I think more seriously, Uh, It's important that our own uh, government introspect in terms of how they do things, in terms of how they play. I've got no difficulty in saying sometimes, even when the U.S. president is flying, journalists only know that we are going. They don't know what time we're leaving, where we're leaving from and all of that. But they work on the assumption that their government have been able to smooth everything else, even if they are going into into enemy uh, territory, you know. Uh, You know, you remember George Bush and, um, you know, could take his foray into Baghdad and so forth. The embedded journalists. Yes, just, uh, you know. But at least they went because they assumed the organization would be better. So I'm hoping that things will be better because we don't need this. Our country have got enough problems. We don't need other problems. Our president has got enough trying to run a, a country and failing. Uh, he's trying to do something in a well stage. And instead of his uh, departments and the government propping him up, at least, you know, I mean, sometimes you say to a guy, man, give him a gimme, man,
0: you know? <laughs> yes, yes, well. I know one more person who's got a problem, and that's you and your throat. So I'm going to give you a break. And thank you very much for yes. joining me today, Dunangul. Always beautiful talking to you.
1: No, thank you very much. I must also thank my throat because it seems to have held on until the end. Right, right the until the end,
0: moment. right? Yeah. Well, folks, I do not know about you, but I am sure we have not heard the last of this story. But maybe to show our powers. We should do the same to put in security detail when he comes out here for BRICS Summit later in the year. At least then we could say to the International Criminal Court, we tried, we tried, we didn't arrest him, but hey, we blocked these people. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rems at REMsmabote.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. You can also send in donations in there for journalists who lost out on the fun in Poland. Download the My app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Rams by the Horns and at Soweto Live. From me, Rems Mabote, goodbye and God bless.